We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. It's Wednesday of the Masters, so that means 2021 Masters final bets, although there's probably more to come later on. DraftKings ownership, the weather, and of course, your questions live in the chat right now on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button to the episode. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. Help out the Mayo Media Network. If you're watching this after the fact when we are no longer live, just dump any question you have in the comment section around 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday night. I will be getting to all of your questions if they're good. If you have bad questions, I'm just going to tell you to fuck right off. But if you have a good question or a reasonable question, I will answer that. And you always have to do the key thing with this show. Ask me a question get my answer, do the opposite, print money. It's a very simple formula. The Listener's League link on DraftKings, it is full. All 5,000 spots have been spoken for so far this week. So thank you for filling that. I do need your help to fill the new one and done, though. It goes from Masters to British Open. Egg on my face when this doesn't fill. Uh, It looks like there's going to be massive overlay in it right now. It's still guaranteed money, 10K to first, $100 to play. It's 14 events, so your per-week investment is not very high. It's one pick per week. It's about the easiest thing you can do when playing any sort of fantasy league. So go to fantasygolfchampionships.com, enter the $100 one and done right now, please. Help us out. That would be, I'd be entirely grateful for that because I'm doing a ton of giveaways and everything like that this week too. Got some winners for you, by the way. Plus, you can just find the link to that in the description as well. If you're just like, hey, what is that? Oh yeah, here's the link right here. Boom, 100 bucks, starts the Masters and we're off to the races. I'm in it, so I'm dead money. You can just come take my money. Fantasygolfchampionships.com, go enter it now. All the stats and tools you need provided by fantasynational.com, 20% off. If you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo right now, if you get the weekly, you get the Masters and the Heritage, the real best tournament of the year. So I highly recommend the weekly today, fantasynational.com slash mayo, and continue with the ratings and reviews and downloads of the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Go back and download all the old ones, too. We're second in the charts in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K. right now. I want to get to number one, and I've appreciated all the support. You have no idea throughout the course of the week. It would be nice to have that number one on the mantle. You know, the show's been around for eight years. The highest we've ever peaked is number two, and that's where we're at right now. One more push. If you have to, like, unsubscribe on your phone and then quickly resubscribe again, I've heard that helps. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Go re-download the episodes. Anything you can do for that bit of support. Also, the newsletter, you can find the link in the description. I've been sending those out every single night. People seem to enjoy it so far. And if you do subscribe to the newsletter, you're in a chance for some official master swag. Jeff and I will be giving that out 
on Friday's Cut Sweat Live. And when I get to the weather, it looks like we're going to get that in. So that's highly encouraging news for the Masters going on. This is my favorite time of year. Uh, it is my birthday next week, too. So, I mean, that maybe coincides with it. If we can cash some big money at the Masters, that would be terrific. So if you're one of these people, you have won an entry into the $10 DraftKings Millionaire Maker, KKJ Dubs, Fib Nation, Billy, yeah, 40, F, J.F. J. Cuck. That's a tough one. Uh, That's his Twitter handle, at least. Chris Durubez. D.G. Wildcats 1. Snoopaloop. Bring your green hat. Number 3. NFL Tobin. And Sith Lord Biscuit. You all got your 10 bucks to enter that Millionaire Maker. The next universe also won a $100 entry into the DraftKings Millionaire Maker on my Twitter feed. I believe it just ended right now. I was given away 50 Millionaire Maker tickets. So, I mean, we're already up to $700 worth of giveaways. I gave away two $100 draw winners on Monday. That's up to $900 plus all this swag. We're going to be like $1,200, $1,300 worth of stuff here. So just by tuning in and helping you out, I'm trying to give back for all the support that you're showing me. So show us some support. Join that one and done uh, as we go through everything. Uh, The cheat sheets and everything like that are up on DKPlaybook.com. The finalized bets will be in the newsletter on Wednesday evening. But I got some goods for you right now. Here's what I'm going with. I got Brooks Kepka 32 to 1. Is he injured? Yeah. Is it gambling? Yeah. I'm going to gamble that he's okay. 32 to 1 on Brooks Kepka. Webb Simpson, 45 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick with a top eight each way. 55 to 1. That number has come down. It's down to 45 to 1 in most places now. And three bombs for you. Max Homa, 100 to 1 with the top eight each way. See, woo! Kim, 150 to 1 with the top eight each way. Kevin, nah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 175 to 1 with the top eight each way. Tim Andercast has told me there's no way that Kevin Na can do well here, so you got to bet on Kevin Na. First round leader, not playing the top five each way, just straight first round leader. Homa, 66 to 1. See, woo! 80 to 1. Matt Wallace, 80 to 1. Mark Leishman, 80 to 1. Phil Mickelson, 90 to 1. Kevin Na, 100 to 1. First round leader, top 20. Phil Mickelson, plus 325. His odds were way off from everyone else's. I'm going with Brooksy in the one and done. Jeff Scott Bryson Cust has taken the new father himself, John Rom, as his one and done pick of the week. Again, if you're already out of the first one and done, you might as well join the second one and done. Start fresh. You're no longer in last place. You're in a tie for first by the time the Masters comes around. I have room, I have bet no one less than 32 to 1, which is you know, kind of shocking for me. And I've really tried to keep, I've resisted the urge all week to start adding names to the list. Because I've narrowed it down like, I like Jason Day. I like Paul Casey. I like Sergio Garcia. I like Bubba Watson. There's a whole bunch of names that I do like. Matt Wallace is another one who keeps popping up. I might bet him top 20. So that's why I say I'll finalize it later tonight. Because I think I might add one more guy to the outright market. I'm not quite sure who that's going to be as of right now. Other things that I have, and you can find this uh, either on Twitter or wherever, I got some hilarious to make the cut parlays this week. So here's one of just guys who tend to make the cut at the Masters. Jimmy Walker, Charles Schwartzel, Zach Johnson, and Bernard, uh, not Bernhard Langer, uh, Bernd Wiesberger. That pays 28 to 1 if all four of those guys make the cut. Okay, we have the Ander Curse to miss the cut parlay. Now, my DraftKings teams might not like this, but it'll more than make up for it if all three of these guys miss the cut. Rom, Berger, and Westwood. Those are Tim's three picks. Let's parlay them to miss the cut at 97 to 1. To make the cut, this is probably my favorite one. Uh, it's Kevin Na, Robert McIntyre, Siwoo Kim, and Matt Wallace. Four to one to make the cut if you parlay those four together. Now, the rest of them are just variations on that. Na, McIntyre, Kim, Wallace, Homa, Zach Johnson, and Leishman, 14 to one. Na, Homa, Scott, Webb, Fitzpatrick, Bubba, Kokrak, Phil, see, woo! Connors, Hideki, Day, Berger, and McIntyre, 65 to one. And now, the great one. I actually, this is an 11 man to make the cut parlay, which I also round Robin to 10 ways. So if one guy misses the cut, I'll be safe on this one. Wallace, Kim, Leishman, Phil, McIntyre, Nah, Zach Johnson, Burned Weisberger, Jimmy Walker, Max Soma, and my guy, Mr. Masters himself, Danny Willett, 228 to 1. Let's go. You can watch me sweat this live. One guy always ruins it for me. And if people remember two or three years ago, it was Jason Duffner who tanked it into the water on 15 to break up a 175 to 1 parlay. He was the only guy to miss the cut. I had to go outside and have a cigarette. That is what happened to me. Maybe we can go back in time and find the clip of that, Paul, uh, going back. Uh, and uh, maybe we can try to relive that moment. But Grio, we got the shot tracker error in our favor 
not in November, in 2019, the Tiger year, which helped us win that. I believe that one was like 40 to 1. So, you know, they're fun. I, I don't suggest that you play them, but if you want to sweat along with me during the Cut Sweat Show, this is what we're going for right now. The weather is starting to clear up at the Masters. Daniel Field is the wind tower. Augusta slash Daniel Field is what I'm using on windfinder.com if you want to go check that out. For Augusta on Thursday... Uh, it's pretty steady wind of like, you know, between 6 and 12 miles per hour. That's nothing. There are gusts up to like 16. I'm not sweating Thursday whatsoever. It looks really nice. We're going to get like a high of 77, a low of 68 when the guys are very first on the course in the morning. So that's all fine. Friday, it looked like there was going to be a ton of rain. But now that seems to be subsiding a lot, especially because it might come like overnight at this point as well. Or maybe it starts around like 4 p.m. It looks like it's not going to be affecting play whatsoever. The conditions that you were hoping to get a little bit softer, even with all of they can suck the water out of the greens and fairways at Augusta. So it wasn't going to pose that big of a problem. It's just if there was lightning going around, they would have to get off the course, thus fucking everything up while we're trying to watch it. So uh, it looks like we're going to be 66 in the morning, which is still pretty, I mean, where I'm at, that's super hot, Uh, all the way up to 78 in the afternoon. Cloud cover uh, and very little wind to speak of. It looked like there was going to be a ton. Doesn't seem like it's going to be that way at all. And then Saturday and Sunday, who knows at this point? How, who knows even about what the weather is going to be like tomorrow? Because uh, it's changed three times during the week anyway. Much like ownership projections on DraftKings, the closer you can wait until lock to check the weather, I would recommend doing that. The one thing to remember is that while there are AM and PM waves at the Masters where this is such a small field of only, I believe it's 88 players who are officially teeing off this year, that the waves aren't as pronounced as they are at some other places so guys aren't teeing off at six in the morning and then other guys go out 2 p.m it just doesn't work like that it's a bit more scrunched in so the wave advantages aren't as pronounced at augusta national during the masters as they would be other times that's why i played them to make the cut parlays here you have 88 players in the field the top 50 in ties make the cut let's call that 56 players uh for example you have like 10 players in this field who probably have like a 10% chance of making the cut. So that leaves us down to 78 guys. So 56 into 78, you you hope to get lucky with some of these guys and boom, you're off to the races. I enjoyed when there used to be the within the 10 strokes of the leader rule because sometimes that would push up like 72 guys made the cut of 85 guys. So it's not as lax as it once was, although this is still the best place to play those to make the cut parlays at any tournament all year. That's why I kind of jump into it and it is a whole lot of fun in that regard. DraftKings ownership for the week. I think we know the name that is going to be the most owned, and his name is Jordan Spieth. I am playing Jordan Spieth this week. I played 30 lineups in the $10 Millionaire Maker. I believe I have him in 13 of those lineups, so I'm going to be slightly overweight to the field. Ownership projections are going to be really difficult to figure out on Spieth in particular this week, mainly because, you know, people who run modeling and data, they're not going to be as high as him as the general public is going to be. So uh, our projections on fantasynational.com right now have him around 22%. I think he gets over 30%. I'm thinking like 36% by the time all is said and done. When we inject all these people who are playing one or two lineups for the only time all year, they're taking Jordan Spieth. Trust me on that one. So Spieth is going to be at the very top. Then... You're probably looking at Justin Thomas and Paul Casey, maybe John Rahm, Daniel Berger are probably the other ones up there. Bryson's going to be popular. Cantley is going to be popular. Cam Smith is probably going to be very popular. Uh, Corey Connors and Jason Kokrak in the $6,000 range, I would expect to carry double-digit ownership as well. So... I'm not playing Connors, not because I don't like him, but if I'm going to fade anyone, it's going to be a chalk guy in the $6,000 area. However, history has shown that the chalky $6,000 guys have actually come through and been a part of Millionaire Maker winning teams. But firm and fast, if Connors isn't hitting every green in regulation, uh, the chipping and putting could be a problem for old, the old Canadian Corey Connors. But, you know, I wish him well. I have him on uh, to make the cut parlay. I just hope he doesn't come in fifth. I hope he comes like T43 or something like that. Then he will be a non-factor as it pertains to DraftKings in the will end up looking good for my picks i'm really sticking to the bottom of that six thousand the mid to bottom of that six thousand dollar range my favorite six thousand dollar guy is c Woo! you can find my entire cheat sheet up on draftkingsplaybook.com by the way uh, if you just want to go check that out know who to fade but i like c Woo. i'm using a bit of coke rack but it's that six thousand five hundred dollar area robert mcintyre and ryan palmer i like a little bit less than i like kevin Na and matt wallace the more the week has gone along the more i've liked matt wallace i don't think that he is going to win but i think that he sets up a bit for a danny willett type 
arc at the Masters. Now, does that mean he's going to end up wearing the green jacket? Probably not. But I think that he is the type of player who can be in contention at a course that is firm and fast and plays a little bit difficult. We forget, just because Spieth won a week ago, the best player in the field, Tita Green, was Matt Wallace by two strokes. Better than Charlie, better than Jordan Spieth, better than the glove, Lucas Glover. Like if He's one of the few players in the field, especially in the 6K range, that can actually beat everyone in the field in all four strokes gain metrics. Like, historically, he's been a very good putter. Recently, he has not been. You know, he's inconsistent, but that's okay for something like this because we're shooting for upside. I like him at $6,400. I just think that Kevin Na is a good player, to be perfectly honest with you. And if conditions are tough, he has a great around the green game. He's a fantastic putter, and the irons can get going. He's a terrible driver of the ball. Just don't be so bad it impacts you. It's almost like the minor league Webb Simpson situation right now. I bet on Webb. But Webb just needs to be slightly above average or break even off the tee this week, have those elite irons, have the elite short game, make all the putts, because that's the Webb Simpson path to winning. It's the same as the Matthew Fitzpatrick path, although he has been top five on tour this season per round in strokes gained off the tee by adding that extra distance. This is irons that, frankly, haven't been very good, but I just like him in firm, fast conditions. That's why I like Rom as well, but I'm just not going to get there on that price when it comes down to it. So that's what I am doing for the Masters. Live sports can't always be on, but thankfully HBO Max's shows and movies can bring the latest action right to your couch. From epic HBO originals like Game of Thrones, which is celebrating 10 years this month, to comedic favorites like Happy Gilmore and South Park, to new WB same-day premieres like Godzilla vs. Kong, available in theaters and now streaming on HBO Max for a limited time. HBO Max is the perfect option for your team's day off. Go to hbom.ax slash DraftKings to start streaming now. Once again, hbom.ax slash DraftKings to start streaming now. Now it's time for your questions. What are you guys saying about the Masters? Maybe you can tell me who who should be the guy in that mid-tier should I bet. I'm really leaning Sergio weirdly at the moment, which I know is not great since winning the masters he has not actually made the cut at the masters so that's not good he didn't play in the softer conditions in november uh because he had the positive covid test him and joaquin neiman are going in on that one guy i am playing from the uh, eight thousand dollar range is big dick vic i like hovland this week i mean it's it's funny that i i I only don't like Connors because of the ownership that comes along with him because Vic has exactly the same problems as Corey Connors does if he starts missing greens. And, like, he can't putt, he can't chip, that's an issue. However, he's a... The ball-striking numbers aren't quite as good for Victor recently as they are for Connors, but the distance factor, like, Hovland's mini Rory. He's Rory without the short game. So if we like Rory over and over throughout the years and we've seen him play well, I think that Hovland is someone uh, who can kind of bolt up the list here and it seems like he's being slightly overlooked that doesn't mean he's going to be two percent owned but if he's like nine ten percent owned which where i haven't projected right now i think he just has a ton of scoring at this course same as bubba like bubba's coming in at like six percent ownership i'll i'll take a gamble on bubba making eagles and being in a happy place he just showed up at a happy place at austin and played great he lost because brian harbin made like seven birdies in a row in match play Probably not going to win if that's going to happen. But it just gave me confidence that, hey, Bubba's in a good place. He's playing well at a course where he always plays well. The Masters, you know, as a two-time winner, is a course where he tends to play well. Does he have enough juice to win? I don't know about that. But as a DraftKings play, to get off the Paul Casey chalk, like him 1v1 versus Paul Casey at one-fifth the ownership or one-fourth the ownership— I mean, I'll take that gamble. Uh, Bubba will probably not outscore Paul Casey if we were just to do it by the betting odds, but I would probably rate it like 60% Casey, 40% Bubba, but you get one guy at one-fourth the ownership, give me Bubba. That's just the way that I'm going to play this one. Live chat begins right now. Smash the like button if you're out there. Good questions only in the chat. If you have bad questions, I will ban you for life and just tell you to go fuck right off, all right? Kaylee, one and done, asks DJ, Reed, or Bryson, Shambeau. I think in the one-and-done, DJ is the play here. Um, I, I didn't really talk about him as contrarian play, only because people will inevitably get back to DJ at some point. He might be the lowest. Him and Rory are shaping up to be the lowest owned of the top five guys, but I would still put DJ in that like 12 to 15% range, which is lower than I thought when I did the show with Rick back on Monday evening. However, 
enough people will just be like, he's the number one player in the world. He's the defending champion. I'm just going to use DJ. Uh, Rom is suck. Rom and Thomas are just sucking the life out of that area, and enough people will just play Bryson to keep it going. So I think in one and done in particular, uh, you can get a little bit tricky. I mean, it's not tricky to use Dustin Johnson. You're using the number one player in the world, but I think few people will use him in the one and done. Also, in the one and done, join the new one and done right now, where you can use Dustin Johnson or anyone you want because it's brand new. Fantasy Golf Championships com hundred dollars to play 14 events one pick per week can only use the same player once i'm in it there's 10k to first place it's pretty good flat payouts as well palmer matsuyama or neiman from denise don't quite understand the question i guess no pricing because these guys are all in different pricing tiers so i'll just take the guy with the lowest odds give me hideki matsuyama whose irons have been firing lately can't drive her pup though which is kind of a problem matt jones Yay or nay? I'm going to go nay on Matt Jones here. Matt Wallace? I'm in on Matt Wallace. Do you think people are overlooking Bryson finishing third at the players? He played well on a course where his power wasn't an advantage, and it might be neutralized this week under the conditions. That or he gets extreme rollout, and he has just had chips onto every green. Um, I don't think that people are overlooking Bryson at all. <laughs> I think a lot of people are betting Bryson. Uh, I'll have included in the newsletter later on this evening the betting splits from DraftKingsSportsBook.com. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I actually do have the sheets here available. Oh, no, I need to request access for them now. Fantastic news. Uh, Matt sent me over Jordan Spieth numbers, though. Let's see here. Uh, Jordan Spieth odds tracking. So in November 2020, when he opened his new Masters odds, he was 66 to 1. His current odds are 12 to 1, and 86% of the bets on Spieth have been placed since the start of April. So people bought, I mean, you want to buy at the lowest point, sell at the highest point. People are buying at the highest point right now with Jordan Spieth, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be, you know, he's not doesn't mean he's not able to win uh, for sure. I like Spieth this week. I just am not going to bet anyone, I think, uh, below 20 to 1 or at below 32 to 1 at this point. Horschel will do it again. That's not a question. If you say something that is not a question, I'm going to ban you for life. Do you think the way the course is going to play that it helps make someone like Neiman more sneaky? Really feeling like he can do well here this week. It, it depends on what you want out of Jocko. He hasn't played this as a professional. He's only played it as an amateur. And the one thing that really sticks out in my mind, because I had money on him to win the Honda Classic, he lost like five strokes around the green at the Honda Classic. Um, now, that's a career-worst performance, but that's not great news because no one's going to hit every green in regulation. So the short game, especially the around the green game, really worries me. Now, he did have it sorted out a little bit, but in big moments where you're not familiar with these green complexes, I think that is a strike against Joaquin Neiman here. If the ball striking is tip-top and amazing, he's going to be great. No question. He putts really well on bent grass and fast greens as well. I have a future on Neiman to win the British Open this year. I think that's a spot where in the wind, he's a very good wind player. He can do really well. I think that his game, much like Hovland over time, is going to get really well suited to Augusta National. I just don't think that he's there at the current moment. Thoughts on Bryson? Overlooked. PGA Tour Radio said he hit, had a flip wedge into 13 this morning during practice rounds. I mean, if, you're only, if your question is, is Bryson being overlooked and like 38 people are asking the same question, spoiler alert, he's not being fucking overlooked. You forget how public Bryson is. Uh, just He's not as public as Spieth because people really like to bet Spieth. People like to root against Spieth. Bryson is just far more polarizing. So people love to bet on him or people love to root against him. And he has a very volatile game, so that actually makes a lot of sense. But people are not overlooking him. He's one of the top five guys being bet on to win the Masters. I wouldn't worry about that, him being overlooked. We have to blind bet Spieth first round leader after the Tim tweet, right? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Paul, did you see this this morning? No, what happened? Uh, Scrimshaw, I was asking for bets, and Evan sent me uh, Spieth first round leader 14 to 1, which I'm not going to bet. That's just not enough for me on first mm -hmm. round leader. Although he has been first round leader three of the past six years at the Masters, so that does make some sense. And then Tim tweeted the granny throwing the money in the fire gift oh man and that has been like i think two of the past three times that he's done that at a golf tournament the bet has won and we're talking about like big numbers here he did it to webb simpson he did it to dustin johnson he Ugh. did it to bryson dechambeau at the u.s open like he's coming off of a win he plays incredible at this course obviously oh i mean maybe maybe a little skrilla it has to be put on maybe that. you the granny I see the granny throwing money into the fire, and I bet. That's just long-term. There's just There's been so many massive, massive wins just fading that gif. 
Do you think it was uh, Tim picked, uh, he said Gonzaga could never be beat, and that was his pick to win the NCAA tournament. Now, granted, they lost in the finals. I mean, no hardship there. But the team that they lost to was the team that Tim said was the most poorly coached team in the NCAA tournament, were frauds and had no chance of winning. That is interesting. I forgot that he had actually said that. I mean, I I didn't give him any problems for the NCAA championship there just because... I mean, yeah, his team did get to the final. But the team that they lost to was the one team he said had no chance of winning. See, we should have been paying attention. That was the play. That's true. I really tuned out of uh, after, like, my final four was busted up after, like, four hours. I just kind of tuned out of the tournament. Yeah. Update on Brooks. He's playing, so that's good news. He said the swing is unaffected. He's having trouble bending down to putt because of his knee, so he's going to look a bit weird on the greens. Maybe all the walking catches up to him, but again, this is why we're getting the discount on Brooks Kepka in the betting market because that's factored into the price. He should be. Brooks at 100% is 12-1 to to win this tournament. Brooks injured is 32-1, to and we don't even know how injured he is. He could be super injured and absolutely suck. He could be 96% and be fine. And then you're getting a huge value on Brooks Kepka. Did Cam Champ find something at Valero? Well, he found two good rounds and two really bad rounds. Um, I think the conditions were more set up for him in November than they will be this time around with it being so firm and fast because the guy is an absolute travesty on greens. He's an absolute travesty around the greens. It's going to be less of a bomb and gouge fest. The shorter hitters should have a bit more juice to them at this incarnation of the Masters than he did in November. So I'm going to fade Mr. Cameron Champ. Phil or Broken Leg Brooks? I'd take Broken Leg Brooks there. I do like Phil. Rick kind of sold me on Phil. Has Tim cursed anyone else this week via text in private that we need to know about? He did make a bet with one of our friends. He offered 20 to 1 odds that Ian Woosnam wouldn't make the cut. Well, that if the guy bet that Ian Woosnam would make the cut at 20 to 1 odds with Andrecast. That's Tim's arch nemesis, Ian Woosnam, who had retired from golf and then decided to play the Masters anyway. I think he might be 104 years old. So Tim might actually win that one. Casey or JT in the one and done? JT. Pat, what do you think the winning score will be? I'll say minus 13, the same. So my guy, Patrick Reed, won. Pat, any thoughts on Matt Wallace? Yep, I've been over that. Uh, pretty extensively. You can check out my newsletter from last night, too. You can hit the description. Go subscribe to that. I did a big piece on Matt Wallace and why I like him this week. Abe Answer getting overlooked on DK this week. Leverage on Neiman. Uh, he is getting overlooked on DraftKings, most certainly. I don't like Abe Answer here. Maybe I should. I've been betting him every single week, so it would make a whole lot of sense. I don't have them that far apart in ownership projections, though. I have Neiman at 12%, Answer at 9%. So if you think that it's just an ownership pivot, and that's the only reason you'd get off one onto the other, it's not that big of a discrepancy the guy that you want in that range honestly Horschel Rose or Harris English are the three guys that no one is using I have personally used Justin Rose on a few teams uh, not English or Horschel although I think you can make pretty compelling cases for both of those guys English was broken after his win at TOC although guys that win at Kapalua tend to do really well at the Masters and Outside of the last three months, we just take an overall view of the past 18 months. Harris English has been awesome. I mean, Billy Horschel just won a WGC, top 10 at another WGC, and no one wants to play him this week, myself included, because I want to play Max Helma instead. I did use a little piece of Molinari at uh, $7,000. Why? I don't know. I'm a sucker. Probably why. But that was another way to get off some of the Corey Connors chalk. I haven't projected it 2%. Uh, Maybe this is a redemption for Molinari. Maybe he can finally come through. This is the spot where his career went into the tank after putting it to the water on 12, him and Fino, and when Tiger ended up winning. So it's a cheap price for a guy who was a major champion two years ago. Three favorite players to win, in your opinion, regardless of odds and DK salary, like if I was just power ranking the players in the field, Thomas, Rom, Dustin Johnson would probably be my one, two, three. Good morning, Mr. Mayo. Good morning, Mr. Orr. How are you? What are your thoughts on the Panimal, CT Pan, third at the Honda and 20th at Genesis with a couple of missed cuts in between. Did finish seventh here in his first ever Masters. I'm just not buying it with C.T. Pan. Uh, maybe he'll miss the cut and win the Heritage again next week. That's something I feel like is more realistic for me. I just, if he can get the irons firing, he's such a bad putter in general. Like when you go look at his game logs, he putted well at Honda, he putted well at Genesis, but outside of that, it's been an absolute train wreck. So I don't know what to make of the guy uh, is kind of my honest opinion. I have no real good feelings towards him, only bad feelings as, it, as he's coming in to Augusta this time around. So I'm sorry, Panamaniacs out there. I'm off I'm off the train. Maybe that's good news for you. 
Pat, my favorite guy is back. Love the content. Bryson or JT, I'm going with my guy, Justin Thomas. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Smart. Thanks, Steve. You're right. You should subscribe to Mayo Media Network and smash the like while you're at it. And listen to the Pat on the Fourth Watch podcast. That's true. Uh, I just joined Steve's media podcast. I talked about sports gambling coverage and how networks get it wrong and the paths that we can take to make gambling better integrated into actual broadcasts. So the Fourth Watch podcast, go download that. I'm on that this week. Why are we hearing about shot shape this week? Any other picks for good shot shape besides JT or bad shot shapes like Colin Morikawa? Uh, most guys can play a pretty good draw at this point. Uh, that was always the thing that got talked about with Dustin Johnson over the years, uh, before he kind of fine-tuned his game. That's why he historically struggled at the Masters, uh, for like the first six years of his career. Then he kind of turned it around. Now he's the best player at the Masters year over year is that he got his shot shape a little bit different. The one thing you have to remind yourself about shot shape here is, yeah, like there's a reason that lefties play really well. If you can move the ball very comfortably from right to left, you're going to be at an advantage over a guy who cannot do that. Hence Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, a lot of these guys who are shorter hitters but have the proper shot shape. Morikawa likes to play the ball from right to left, or sorry, from left to right. That's just kind of his game. Stenson was another one who kind of does the same thing. I've always called Morikawa the evolutionary Stenson uh, with the way that his game is set up. Like ball striking wise on paper, he is set up perfectly for Augusta, but the lack of experience, he'll fine tune his game and get it refined enough where he will eventually be really good at Augusta National. I just don't think that he's going to be here yet. But there's no players that I'm like fading overtly uh, just because their shot shape is weird. Like Brennan Grace was a player that I used to fade all the time at Augusta. Martin Keimer was another one because they didn't have the proper shot shape to me. And both the guys I think have had top 10 finishes there before. You putt well during a week, it doesn't really matter all that much. Broken so many wireless mics, smashing Pat's like buttons. I mean, maybe you can expense Mayo Media Network for that one. Thank you for all your support. And once again, I do want to thank everyone for their support so far this week. And if you can subscribe and unsubscribe to the audio podcast, if you're watching this right now on the YouTube channel live, remember to subscribe to the audio podcast. This is on demand after. Even if you've already listened to it, download it anyway. Then you can delete it. Download all the episodes that are up there. Leave a five-star review. We are pushing to be the number one fantasy sports and betting podcast in the world well not really in the world in america canada and the united kingdom and ireland and australia for the moment we're trying to have a takeover here but we got to knock off giants like cbs it's tough to do when you have the distribution network of cbs and you know it's me and paul trying to put on a podcast for y'all to come along with this Lots of people off Scheffler because how much he's played recently. Taking the fatigue out of it, isn't his game a fit for Augusta as a premier ball striker? I would push back that he's a premier ball striker. He's a very good driver of the ball, but his irons are wildly inconsistent. So it's not just the fatigue factor that would get me with Scheffler. He has not played this tournament in April. He's only played it in the November Masters. He came T17 uh, last year. And sometimes, like, for example, at Valero, uh, he had two really good rounds, two really bad rounds. Uh, he gained 4.2 strokes off the tee. He lost 2.4 on approach. At the players, he lost off the tee, gained on approach, but not by a bunch. At the WGC, when he came fifth, he gained in both, putted well and chipped well. He came in fifth. That makes a lot of sense. At Wampo, uh, he lost strokes around the green, putted really well that week. He came in seventh. At the Genesis, lost off the tee, gained with his irons. At the Farmers, lost off the tee, gained with his irons. American Express, gained off the tee, lost a bunch with his irons. Like, he's all over the place. So when you say he's a good ball striker, he can be an elite ball striker, but the guy that you were actually referring to and calling like a really good ball striker, Scotty Scheffler, it's actually Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris is a premier ball striker. He, his putter just never runs hot like Scheffler's does. And that's not to take anything away from Scheffler. I just think that he's overvalued and overpriced in this field. I'm not too concerned about the extreme amount of golf that he has been playing right now, especially going so deep into the match play. We don't make this excuse for Kucher, who has played exactly the same amount of golf the past two weeks, because frankly, not a lot of us think the Kucher is going to win. Scheffler feels like if his upside comes through, he can do really well. And I'm not saying that he will not do well. It's just at his price point, I do not like his skill set. I would rather take Zalatoris for $1,000 cheaper, despite the fact that it is his first time playing. Now, spoiler alert, I'm not playing either of them. But I think between the two, and you're looking for that type of player, Will Z is a more consistent driver of the ball and consistent iron player week after week after week. Bryson versus DJ in a matchup, either at a 150 boost I guess at a 150 boost, you could just take either side of that if you really wanted to. Uh, I'd say DJ over Bryson uh, would be my lean on that. I think that's from DraftKings Sportsbook that you can do that. 
always check out the booth. Sometimes there's like great stuff hidden in there uh, that you can just juice up players' odds that maybe you weren't really digging all that much. I can't play on it because I'm in Canada, but you know, if I could, that's what I would be doing. Uh, but DJ over Bryson for me at a 150 clip. Yeah, let's do it. Dylon, Hot Fire Dylon D'Angelo asks, would you even think about Wolf here or not in form right now? I would think about him because I love Matthew Wolf, and I think that he is someone who will win a Masters in his career. Um, I kind of I always do the comps of Morikawa is the new Stenson, Hovland is the new Rory. I think that Wolf is the new Bubba Watson, and he's just going to have these courses where he plays really well. His ability to drive it so well off the tee is really his game, and he's lost that at the moment. His driving has been pitiful since basically he came second at the Shriners last October. It's broken at the moment. He needs to fix that before I start taking him seriously for a tournament like this. Now, if it's Heritage or uh, the Houston Open, the 3M, that kind of tournament, that's fine. But against the world's best, you can't have a wonky driver when that is your number one thing that you do well. Do you or anyone has any conclusive info on the cut line? I'm hearing the same as November and also back to top 50 and anyone within uh, hundreds. No, the, the rules change. It's just top 50 in ties. No more within 10. Brooks and Bryson seem under-owned. How do you see it in Fantasy National? Bryson's going to be one of the higher-owned guys. Brooks, it'll be... I bet you there's enough buzz around Brooks from degenerates like myself who just want to gamble that he's okay that he'll push like 8, 9, 10% when all is said and done. On Fantasy National right now, Brooks is trending to be 11%. I bet you the public comes in underneath of that because they are scared of the injury. So I, I'm playing Brooks. I'm betting Brooks. I'm playing Brooks. I'm going down with the Brooks ship this week. Tim Too Rich said he will cover the one-and-done overlay. Yeah. Tim can't even... I have to... Tim has to mail me $100 in the mail, and I have to enter his contest for him because he can't figure out how to use the fucking internet. He's 32 years old. Can't figure this out. You'd think that he was 94. Tim needs family members to order Amazon for him. Yeah, but he says he can use Amazon because he knows how to accept the packages (laughs) when they show up. I mean, he has... I don't know if it's something like he doesn't actually know how to do this. Now, the real answer is that he's too scared to use the internet because he's afraid someone's going to steal his identity. Imagine wanting to steal Tim's identity. Just how much of a hassle that would be with people constantly getting at you all the time. I mean, Tim has the thick skin for it. I don't know if anyone else does for the amount of shit that we give Tim Andercast. But maybe he's just playing it off so other people do all this stuff for him. Who knows? Maybe it's just a really like galaxy brain long long con on Tim's part. That would be very Tim too rich of him to have everyone be his servant and just you know plead that he's like doesn't know what's going on. With so many question marks at the top, thoughts on a more balanced lineup versus going Rory or Brooks in tournaments. And a more balanced lineup versus going Rory or Brooks and I don't quite understand that. I feel like if you were to play Rory or Brooks I feel like that would make your lineups a bit more balanced, wouldn't it? Let's say you started with Brooks. That's 9200 bucks, or it's going to be able to jam in six really good guys. If you use Rory, he's like the cheapest of like the top five guys. Uh, then it makes it a bit more balanced. I don't quite understand your question. Looking for a top 30 upside bottom of the barrel with one of my builds. The Todd Father or the Kitchen Sink? Why can't you just get up to Matt Wallace for $200 more? Wallace is the play from down there. Between those two, I would take Stumanji the man with the best hair tan line in the biz, Stuart Sink. For Tellier Palmer, Palmer. If it's playing fast and firm, as they say, can Jason Day pull it off? That's why I'm considering Jason Day. The high ball flight works. We know the short game is there. His like his putting is broken. For someone who used to be the best putter in the world, uh, my guy on the grounds at Augusta National inside the ropes has been telling me all week he's seen Day practicing a bunch of times, and it's only been putting. So he's really trying to figure this out. Maybe switching putters, maybe just trying to find the right green speed. I'm using Jason Day on DraftKings. I don't know if I want to bet him, though, although I did see him at 75-1. to 1. It's kind of tempting. Does Fantasy National allow you to sort sort by golfers by AM, PM wave or average strokes gain depending on the day of the tournament? You can get by a round. You can't get AM, PM wave, though. Oh, stuffed up. Pollen season here in Toronto. It's, like, really nice out today. I woke up this morning with the kids at 5 a.m., took them to school, went for a five-mile run, and now I can't stop sneezing, and now I'm all stuffed up. Hopefully, Pollen doesn't give you COVID or something like that. That'd be bad news. Who does Paul like this week? David wants to know. Paul, I mean, you've been good at this. Better than me. The very underrated, underappreciated Big Daddy Bryson. I mean, I've got him in my DraftKings lineups. I have Cantlay. Um, a little bit more off the radar, Homa. I don't know how off the radar he is. And then, like, it sounds like the other guys I like that are cheap are 
Kokrak and Connors, and they're going to be Chuck. I played Kokrak. I didn't play Connors. I, I felt like I needed to make a choice between one of them. That seems fair. I think I actually have one lineup with Connors and two of three with Kokrak. God bless. You want to play in that new one and done? Can I, can I convince you to sign up? Oh, I'm so bad at it. It's fine. There's only a... a I guess I am pretty much cooked in the... Well, I had Charlie last week, so that was that was a nice little bounce back in the other one. But, like, what? The guy in, like, first place has, like... Yeah, I'm not... Listen, I'm out of the... number of winners already. I would have to grind just to make the money in the big one and done. So I want a fresh start. I don't even care about the other one and done anymore. I'm just going to play this one. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get into it when we're, when we're done filming here. Everyone should get into it. 100 bucks to play. FantasyGolfChampionships.com. Pat is in a good mood. Time to comments to... Time for the comments to ruin it. It's Masters Week. You probably can't throw me out of a good mood. Although I say that now, but you know how quickly I can turn. Have faith in Pat Canley, finally stringing four rounds together. Yeah, Canley's fine. He's he's great play. Uh, Keep it up, Pat and Paul. What is the over-under of users being banned this episode being set at? We haven't banned anyone in three weeks. I I banned somebody Oh, did you? Were they putting... They were asking for people to sub to their network. Multiple times. Those guys can fuck right off. At least we got all, like, the racist assholes out of here. Yeah, it's it's been a while since a racist asshole's been in here. I'm always on the lookout, though. Thank you for, see, Paul was doing a better job of culling the chat feed, so I don't even have to see this stuff. By the time I get to it, it's redacted. Pat, you are the man. Thank you, Austin, but I think you're the man. I got to pick an outright winner. Disregard the odds. Who do you think is the best shot there Sunday? Sergio, Bubba, or Fitz? Well, I've only bet on one of those guys, although I do like all three of them, and that's Matthew Fitzpatrick. Ortiz or Hughes? Good luck this weekend. Ah, Mac Hughes. He's going to make like 8,000 feet of putts. Even though, is it? No, it's not his first time playing here. Ethan Kershaw. Oh, he has his uh, Champions League video up on Mayo Media Network right now. Everyone should go check that out after you watch this. If you want to play some UCL DraftKings or make some bets, I actually played. Someone recommended a Champions League bet to me, Paul. It was Bayern Munich and the English team over the Italian team parlay. Did it win? Plus 275. Or is it happening today? It's happening today. Nice. When? I don't know. I don't really have it's enough. It's happening in Europe. I don't really have enough info from you. That English team taking by I think I think it's Chelsea against Porto. Maybe I if it's Porto, it's Portugal, but for some reason I thought it was FC Italian. Porto? Well, it's Champions League, right? So it's all the different. Yeah, I understand that. But I, I when I first looked at it, I assumed it was an Italian based team, but I guess if it's Porto, it would be Portugal. Hmm. Almost went to Porto. I decided to stop in Lisbon instead. Neiman Palmer answer Fitzpatrick. Cam Smith, pick three. Fitzpatrick. Cam Smith and Neiman. With the course playing firm and fast, does that affect the ability of great putters like Kismet, Bezadenhout, Harmon to potentially top 10, 15? Does it increase their potential placement points? I think that it does. Bezadenhout, shockingly, is kind of weird. So there was this thing for a while, uh, only because Willett and Sergio did it. They won uh, in Dubai. The Omega Dubai Classic. They won it, and then they won the Masters in that same year. Then Hao Tong won the next year, and then everyone bet Hao Tong, and he sucked. Uh, probably because Tim said, it, like, Hao Tong couldn't lose or something like that. Uh, he did bet Hao Tong that year. And then, like, Lucas Ebert won last year, the guy who I just bet on to win the, like, Corrales, and he missed the cut at Corrales. So that's kind of taking everyone off the radar. Paul Casey won that event this year. So I was looking at the other players on the leaderboard. Byrne did really well. Bezadenhout did really well at that tournament as well. And his biggest drawback is that he is an awful driver of the ball. Now, if we think that's somewhat mitigated, and irons and short game and putting mean more than anything else, like Kisner's going to draw ownership, Harmon's going to draw ownership. Bezadenhout will not. I believe he's plus 300 as low South African. I don't mind that. Um, he can beat Louis. That's not a problem for me. And no one is using him on DraftKings. Like, legit no one. He's $6,700. He's the same price as all those guys. At that same number, I'm using Siwoo Kim, who I think has more upside. But I could see Bezadenhout going on sort of like a, what we saw Justin Harding do a few years ago. Like, he's going to live and die by the putter and the short game. But if he has it going, he's a very good scrambler. So I could see it. I could see Bezadenhout doing okay here. I don't know if I can talk myself enough into playing him, but I might try to find a way for a bet for him. I just have no real good feel. There is no 10-shot rule, right? So we're not looking at 70-plus players. That is correct. Why is Jeff always going to the wall with his guys? Is it the Alamo or the Night's Watch? I mean, he's to the window to the wall, and he's a sweaty guy. So, you know, he needs to get some manscaping. Get that ball deodorant on the go. I don't know. You know, just enjoys the wall. He's put up against the wall. Uh, it feels like the world is against him. He's always getting backed up, although the world loves Jeff Feinberg. 
Neiman or Willie Z? I'll go with Big Will Z. Thought I was dead in the race for the Mayo Cup until I took Spieth last week. Still doing the majors one and done anyway. Parker, you're the man. Let's do the majors one and done. $100 to play fantasygolfchampionships.com. The only reason I keep bringing this up, because if it doesn't fail, I'm going to look like such an asshole. And I don't want to look like an asshole when it comes down to these things. And it will cost us the ability to have really cool size NFL stuff, including like a super contest, a giant survivor league, like filling this one and done and doing it especially last second like this will open up the door for all of that stuff come football season, which... I'm looking forward to it. I'd love to have a giant like super contest where you pick six games against the spread every week and we'll have like $100,000 in the prize pool. Who wouldn't want that? Fill the fucking one and done, all right? Please. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. Thought a lot has been made of Bryson's ability to play wedges and control spin at courses like US Open and API. Could the same logic apply here or does the shorter rough at Augusta mitigate that? So it's not so much the spin control on the long courses like the US Open. It's the long rough. So first of all, Bryson hits it a lot farther than everyone else. So he's further down. So he can use a shorter club where guys are hitting, I don't know, seven irons into greens and trying to get them to hold. Bryson can use a nine iron or a wedge. And he's so powerful out of that thick rough is that he has an easier time even with the longer irons hitting it out than other guys do just because he is so powerful. I have to sneeze. So just be wary if I just go, ah, in a second. You can see it coming. COVID. Oh, no, I'm going to go on like a sneezing fit here in a second. It's not going to be good because I had another one coming too. (laughs) Woo! Trying to shake it off. Anyway. Oh, boy. I think you need need a beer (laughs) sniff, pal. Oh, Paul, can you go and pass me the the tissue box here? We're going to have like snot flying out of my nose here in a second. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, pollen season. Not great for Pat. Uh, Anyway, Bryson's going to be fine. I do think that he is at a bigger advantage at longer, harder courses that have super thick rough. It's right there next to my workout bench and water bottle underneath the Jamiroquai hat. If you can see it there. Sucks. Ah, thank you, sir. I'm sorry. It's a live chat. This is what happens when we're live. They say, fuck it. We'll do it live. But, you know, this can happen from time to time. I'm going to duck out and blow my nose. Tough scene over here for your boy Pat Mayo. off the rails. Is there any proximity that is important to Augusta, or is it a crapshoot? It's more of a crapshoot, but I'd say like 175 to 200 is probably where you want to look at. Neiman or answer? Neiman. Can we get DK to allow make the cut, miss the cut parlays? Uh, I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy. I can't even bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone who can should bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't know why they don't offer them, to tell you the truth. Uh... I thought that they would, but they do not. My book does allow it, so that's what I'm playing. Webb or Berger in the major one and done? I am prone to Webb Simpson here. Two top tens the last two years at the the Masters. Three top 20s the past three years. I like him. Pick three. DJ Cantley, Webb, Bryson, Rom. DJ, Rom, Bryson. Just take the three favorites. Ander Cust versus Paul in a fight. Who wins? That's Paul. That's not even close. Who are the best? got some size on me. Yeah. But is, is he just horrible at fighting? Because I can... I, Tim I can is a fight. gentle giant. Like, people forget Cust is, like, 6'2". He probably weighs, like, 250. I had two older brothers, so I put in I put in some time. Yeah. I would take you. Like, no question in that fight. I know how, I know submissions and stuff, too. If I got him on the ground, he's, he's, he's cooked. He's, you have to remember, he's going to gas out after seven seconds. I may, too. I smoke a lot of cigarettes, and I'm not in yeah, who do you think smokes more? Shape. Who do you think smokes more cigarettes? I mean, he does have a much worse <laughs> smoker's hack. I'll give, I'll give you that. Uh, who are the best Tita Green players in the last 90 days? This is something where a FantasyNational.com membership would really come in handy, but I will give you this one. You asked two questions, I will give you this one. The best Tita Green players. Over the past three months, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, Sergio, Paul Casey, Bryson, Connor, Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau. Just sneakily after that, you got Joaquin Neiman and Matt Wallace, number 11 and number 12, uh, if you wanted to know the rest of it. Whoa. All right, I'm, I'm working out the sinuses now. Who do you think is the smartest fade of the week between Spieth, Berger, Casey, and Connors? Well, the answer is Connors because he has the by far the longest shot to win. The other guys, you know, are less than 40 to 1 to win. Connors is like 90 to 1 to win. So Connors. I'm overexposed with Garcia, another golfer in that price range. It would be Bubba for me. You should buy Fantasy National. 
Yeah, see, Nick knows. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo get you 20% off right now. Why wouldn't you do it? Generate your lineups, use the simulator, get all the stats. If you like doing your own research and making life easy on yourself, fantasynational.com slash mayo. Thoughts on starting with Xander and Cantley with C. Woo as the last man in. Yeah, let's go. I like that. Have 11K left for my top guy after building bottom up. Do I take Thomas and leave $400 on the table, or do I take all of the Andercurse, John Rom, and use all of my salary? I like both of them. I've used both of them in lineups. So I think in this circumstance, I would take Thomas because I think that the I just have them weighted about the same. I don't think there's a real discernible difference between the two. I mean, you're gonna, one's going to do better than the other one, obviously. But just on paper, trying to break it down, I don't see a huge difference. So if you can leave the $400 on the table, that will at least ensure that your lineup is unique. So just take Justin Thomas. Day or Louie and Cam... Day or Louie and Cam Smith or Fitz. Day and Fitz. He also says, smash the like button or your lineups will be tanked. I agree. Smash the like while you're up there. And if you're just watching right now, few things. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network and download the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. It'll be up within like five minutes of the show ending. Even if you've already listened to the show, please go download, rate, and review. It would really help out a lot. We're looking for that number one spot, and I can't do it without your help, so I'm very appreciative of that. Also, the newsletter giveaways are still on the go. Uh, You can subscribe to the newsletter. I'll have daily, uh, nightly updates during the Masters for that stuff that I'm seeing, maybe some bets, maybe some odds boosts, whatever it might be. It got some good information in there so far. People seem to be liking the newsletter. But uh, there's the Masters swag giveaway from the official Masters store. If you are subscribed to the Mayo Media uh, Network newsletter, Uh, we'll be drawing those on Friday on the live Cut Sweat Show. Smash the like, though. Do you like Sergio as top Yeho Continental? If not, I'll give my head a shake. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's not a bad bet. I guess to beat Rom, that's tough. Uh, Let's see. Mike Weir to make the cut odds. Uh, Pass. Is there someone you're fading or isn't in your core lineup that you're worried about winning? Morikawa would be the guy. Hatton would be another guy. West would be another guy. Now, if we're talking about, like, full fades, I mean, I just don't like those guys this week. But, like, I'm not using any Dustin. I'm not using any Bryson. I'm not using any Rory or Xander or Cantlay. That fucking terrifies me. Uh, But you got to make some tough choices. I want to keep my core as narrow as possible. So if my guys do well, I actually have a path to win. I don't want to rake myself by taking everyone. Why are people making to make the cut parlays? Would anyone interested in making the wager for me? I I am not interested in making the wager for you. So if if you're asking me, no. Hank Stenson has been awful, but started to turn around at Valero and blew up on the last hole. Decent top 20 bet. I don't think so. He's never really played all that well at the Masters, historically. And this is the worst he's ever been coming in. DJ Kevin Na, final group Sunday. Let's get it. Yes, let's get it. Paul, If it, it let's say for some reason it is a Na and DJ final grouping. As you know, I have Kevin Na 175 to 1 with the top 8. But I also have a 250 to 1 wager on him as well. If Kevin Na wins, I'm going to win like 10 grand. Okay. How quickly would you be hedging out of that bet on DJ? I would be. I mean, they're not going to give you a good price hedging out. No, no like, it'll be like minus 200 if it's some sort of like head-to-head. Yeah. On like the front nine. I, uh, I, would, I would be hedging at least some. I would guarantee that I won like two grand and then maybe let the other side ride because you'd be happy with two grand. You'd be more happy with 10 grand, but that's True. how I would be playing it. Hey, Pat, love all the info you continually put out thank you richard what's more likely to happen sergio finds his putting stroke or neiman fixes around the green i think it's sergio finding the putting stroke just because that can flip that's such a weird thing that can happen and sergio like even as we saw at the players like one round he's putting the lights out the next round he can't make a fucking two-foot putt like for four days we've seen him do it at augusta before and i just listed you who's been like the best tee to green players over the past three months sergio's one of those guys he's number four on that list even if he figures it out a bit i'm not looking for sergio to gain 10 strokes putting i'm looking for sergio to gain three strokes putting that's in his range of outcomes he can do that if he does that he has a chance to win maybe i'll bet sergio paul where do you feel now that i've talked through a lot of these guys sergio day or bubba like as an outright bet win I mean, it's so hard with Sergio when he when he loses and you see him closing his eyes when he's on the greens. That's like that's pretty tilting. Yeah, but I've also seen him close his eyes and putt and win a tournament. I mean, he's, he's played well here. Obviously, he's won here before. 
Um, he knows the greens, so maybe he can close his eyes. Uh, I guess I'll I'll go with Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. You can, I saw him at Jason Day. Uh, Jason Day. I just I never get Jason Day right. He never plays well whenever I roster him. I'm out on Jason Day until further. I'll be late on Jason Day when he returns to form. In 2016 and 2007, did the course play hard and fast because the scores were low? Because the players were saying it was hard and fast this year. Uh, they were hard and fast the year that Willett won. That's 2016. But it was also the conditions on the weekend got brutal with the wind. And that's really what severely affected everything. The year that Zach Johnson won uh, in 2007, I think that was the 2007 year, or whatever the Zach Johnson year was, he won at plus one. Uh, the conditions were awful. It was really cold in Georgia that year. Uh, and he laid up on every par five and one. That is not the proper strategy at Augusta, but that year it was. So those are more outlier years. I don't think it plays as difficult as those years, unless the wind does really pick up, but it doesn't look like that's going to be right now. With Finau and Webb current form suspect, do you prefer the highly volatile Brooks in DFS builds or the safety of Webb? I just play them both together. Those are two of my favorite plays. They're of the guys below 100 to 1, those are two of my three outright bets to win here. I have more faith in Webb getting it all back together because he can always rely on that short game. I don't think that he's safe necessarily. Webb could miss the cut. And with Brooks, I, I would probably embrace the volatility of Brooks, but I would try to play them both together. Which of the elite guys benefit the most if the winning score is minus 5 rather than it's birdie fest and minus teens? I actually think the answer to that question is Justin Thomas. And here's why. Well, he won a PGA Championship, but a very difficult quail hollow. Uh, so that would be one thing. And he is the one who you would expect to have the worst putting performance of this bunch because he is the worst putter from this bunch uh, on a just consistent basis. Sometimes he putts really well. A lot of the time he putts really poorly. But at minus five, his around the, around the green game and ball striking is so good that the missed four footers and not making all of the birdies won't play as much of a factor. It would seem to me at least because the scrambling is generally so good that at minus five, he kind of slides right into that. You would think that it would be Bryson, but if this course plays minus five this week, it's not for the reasons where Bryson wins at some of these like harder courses. Cause the, the, the difficulty of the course would present itself in a different way than let's say something like a U.S. open or even API, where I think that Justin Thomas would benefit the most for conditions like that. Thanks again, Pat. Once I win the $100 milli, will you and Jeff join me at Cabot? I mean, you can get me at Cabot, like, starting in three weeks, by the way, when I move back to Nova Scotia. But, uh, yes, we will. We'll fly Jeff in once the uh, two-week quarantine period to go to Nova Scotia is over. Adam says, the within 10 lead of the... the Within 10 of the lead back this year, only cut in the fall due to darkness. That is not true. That is not the case. Pick two, Shoffley, Cantley, Kepka, Simpson. Kepka and Simpson. Hey, Pat, who's top five fast greens? I can tell you right now. I'm going to turn off the... I'm going to sort by past 24 rounds on fast and lightning. You know what? I'm just going to use lightning greens, uh, which is faster than fast. I just need to get this to load up on fantasynational.com, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off all the tools, all of the stats. All right, so Lightning Greens, past 24 rounds on Lightning Greens. Your best players in the field in strokes game putting on those courses are Mark Leishman, number one. I have him as a first-round leader. Let's go Leish's pieces. Brendan Todd, Matt Kuchar, Mac Hughes, Bryson, DeChambeau, your top five. After that, Fred Couples, who's... I don't know what tournaments this is. I, I'm, I'm going to quote. It just has eight rounds of data from him. It's from the Memorial in 2013 and 2012. So I would kind of throw that out. Patrick Reed, John Rom, Tyrrell Hatton, Christian Bezadenhout, Matthew Fitzpatrick. See, woo, Kim and Matt Wallace. Like a lot of my guys right there. Okay, let's go here. Let's, let's play into this narrative. Let's go Leishman then. You have to throw a Leishman top 20 on. I'm using him on DraftKings, but all right. Just signed up for the new one and done. My man, fantasygolfchampionships.com. What, at what number is Rom bettable for you? I got him at 15 to one yesterday. I feel like that was a number he was worth it. That's actually a really good number. I'm just not in, like, I am having such a tough problem, like, deciphering between the guys at the top that I don't think that just getting a 15 to one instead of a 12 to one is really going to do it for me. That's why I like Brooks so much. Like, I'm a 32 to one. I got him for more than double that number. That seemed better to me. Um, I think, listen, if you think that John Rahm is going to win, 15 is the best number I've seen on him. So good on you for getting the good number. It would probably have to be like 
22 to one. Like even I've seen a Rory 20. I, I'm trying not to bet it. Cause I don't think that Rory's going to win, but eventually the value is going to be like, does he drop to like 25 to one? What do I do then? That's why I'm going to release the newsletter later on with all the final bets. See what happens with the drift going on here. Looking at Brian Herman instead of Corey Connors for the lefty angle at much lower ownership, you're not gonna you're gonna get lower ownership, but not that much lower ownership. People like Brian Herman this week. Um, I think lefty bombers have an easier time. Although Mike Weir did win here, I, Herman's fine. He's just not for me. If you stack a lot of high-priced guys, is there any chance you would consider Michael Thompson at 6,100 to fill out a lineup? He's won a full field event in the last year. No, I'm not considering Michael Thompson. Dark horse for first round leader. I gave out my first round leader bets already at the top of the show. That's when all the bets occurred. Uh, I bet Homa, Siwoo, Wallace, Leishman, Mickelson, and Kevin Na from 66 to 1 all the way through 100 to 1. So pick your poison there. Cooch played well at match play and Valero. Good top five bet this week. There might be something to say about these guys getting back to the non-COVID schedule. Eh, Cooch doesn't do it for me. Corey Connors uh, will be playing well. All right, thanks for your input. That's fantastic. It's great stuff, Randy N. Fuck off. Any interest in a sub-2% Harris English? He's made 11 straight cuts in majors, gained T degree last week. I don't have the guts to play him, but I see exactly what you're seeing on paper. And he, like I said, he won at Kapalua. Uh, there are a lot of difficult angles. Uh, that and the John Deere Classic, weirdly, for some of the shorter hitters, have produced a lot of quality results at the Masters over time. Just guys who play well at those courses. Zach Johnson has won both. Spieth has won both. Bryson has actually won the John Deere Classic as well. So I can get behind it. I, I think that's not a bad play. It's not for me because I don't want to play everyone. But when you look in that range with Rose, Horschel, and English, that that is a pivot range if there ever was one. How about Lee Westwood? He should be there till the end on Sunday. Should he, Randy? Your fucking analysis is just gripping to me. Very undercursed. Very undercursed indeed. Need to pick one between Bubba, Molinari, Mickelson, Poulter, and Fratelli. I will go with Bubba. Move from answer to Will Z. A little worried about answers dis- distance. Which one do you like more? I like Will Zalatoris. Why does Brian Herman not get the same love as Bobby Mack for the lefties in at the Masters trend? When you say not the same love, you're talking about not the same love from me because I like Bobby Mack more. I think that he's a better player with higher upside. If you look at the general consensus, people are much higher on Brian Herman. When you look at the betting market, the betting market, much higher on Brian Herman. So that's just a you watching this here. What place slash money amount would you consider to be out of it in the one and done? I don't fucking know. I don't even know what the leader's at. I just know that I'm not in the money. I'm, you're currently in 114th place. You're doing fine. <laughs> if you're inside the money or just slightly outside the money right now, there's a ton of big money. There's still four majors to go in terms of winning pots. You just have to do well with those. Kokrak over Connors at half the ownership. I don't think it's going to be half the ownership, but I did take Kokrak over Connors. I have Connors projected around 18%, Kokrak around 14%. So you're not getting the ownership discount that you think that you might be getting. Thoughts on Leishman? I like him. Pat, Wallace or Zalatoris for a late pick in a tears pool? I like Matt Wallace. Why is Jordan Spieth only $9,400, but the DK odds are 11 to 1? Seems like a great value pick. If I have to explain that to you, you just might as well give up. <laughs> join, yeah, join our, uh, join our head-to-heads. Yeah. Why is Ryan Palmer lower for you than Kevin Knock? Because I like Kevin Knock more. Because <laughs> I think it's going to play firm and fast, and short game will play a significant factor, and I trust Kevin Knock's short game. I do not trust Ryan Palmer's short game or putting. I trust his ball striking a lot more. Uh, but even that can be fairly capricious with him. Uh, Kevin Na, I just like Kevin Na a lot. And I've seen Kevin Na do it at Augusta. Not every single year, but he has three top 20s in the past six years. He's a good player. He has four wins in the past three years, too. People just underrate Kevin Na because, you know, he's not a super likable guy. Super quick answer. Paul, for you, lean on Holland versus Vittori this weekend. I mean, Marv, Marv Vittori, but he is a three, three to one favorite, so it is what it is, but... He's, Holland, mi- he's minus 300? Holland can't stop a takedown. We'll talk about it. Make sure you tune into the Dogger Pass podcast, which will be released Out tonight, this evening. Also, leave a rating and review on that. Like I said, lose all the money with Pat, win it all back with Cody and Paul on the UFC show, where they've been printing cash over the past two weeks, so maybe we can never... We're back on weeks. track. What's that? I said we're back on track. It's nice to see. Yeah. I'll be switching that show, too, so I'll be chiming in. Uh, thanks for your work, Pat. Thanks you. Two quick questions. Who would you choose between Matthew Fitzpatrick and Cam Smith? Fitzpatrick. And who is your favorite player from 7,000 to 7,400? It is Max Homa. 
for me. Why all the Phil love this week? Uh, it's the TD Green game. Rick really sold me on it. His ball striking has been very good on the PGA Tour over the past month or so, and it's Augusta. If Phil's going to have any runs left, listen, I'm not betting Phil to win. Uh, I think that he makes the cut. I think he could challenge for first round leader. So what you're looking for is his ball striking to remain where it's at, and then him to have magic on and around the greens when it comes down to it. We know we've seen it so many times at Augusta. That part of his game has not left him as of yet. So that's the Phil love this week. DJ DeChambeau or Reed in one and done DJ starting with both Rory and Xander contrarian enough to take chalk later on. I think so. Where are we at in this chat? Oh my God. There are so many questions. Keep smashing the like button. I have, I'm on air on Sirius live with Brad Evans at 2.30, so I got another hour and a half here for you if you really want to go through it. Uh, Paul, do you want to do me a favor? Yeah, what's that? I am going to end the audio podcast right now because I don't think people need to be downloading like a three and a half hour show on their podcast. I don't know how much more information people really want out of the audio podcast. They're probably there for whatever it might be. So are you recording this on the record? We are. All right. Can you uh, export the audio podcast and throw that up on the Pat Mayo Experience feed for me, please? You, you got it. Just give it, give it a little fake out. All right, uh, that will do it for me on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Uh, If you have any more questions that you want answered by me, well, obviously, you can tune in later on. Go to the YouTube channel. Dump your questions in the comment section. I will be answering all of the questions that were not asked live at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Mayo Media Network. Uh, also, rate and review if you haven't done that yet. Subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe to the show. And go back and download all the other shows so we can be number one in the category and playing that stupid one and done, all right? Thanks. Hit the description for everything else. Subscribe to the newsletter, all that stuff. I'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.